Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. You know, I think that one of the secrets to a successful podcast is to have good quality audio recordings, which basically means not living in a city or having children. And uh, I happen to live in a city and have children, and so I'm trying to find myself in a quiet environment. But when I sat down for this week's recording, there was a siren in the background, fireworks, and an airplane flying overhead. The children were, after all, pretty quiet. But uh, if you hear that in the background, uh, well, welcome to my world. Today I want to read to you from Katie's journal from June 6th, 2015, and also read you a CaringBridge entry that she wrote, a blog that she wrote for CaringBridge, just to explain what was going on in life at this time. Her entry for June 6th in her journal begins with Psalm 1. He will be firmly planted by streams of water. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. This makes me think of Psalm 92. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of our God shall flourish in the courts of our God. I'll pause and just say that passage from Psalm 92 is was one of Katie's anchor passages during this time. She actually had it done up by a friend of ours, Jess, who framed uh, those in kind of an artistic rendering, and they hung on our wall, uh, hung actually in our house after Katie's passing. Katie goes on to write, So much about being planted and trees I never thought much about trees until I moved to central Illinois. That, by the way, is a comment that I love. Firmly planted by streams of water. The Bible uses so much tree imagery. A tree does not bend. It stands strong, unlike the trees in my brother's basement. It produces shade and sanctuary. It makes the land a pleasant place to be. But the wicked are likened to grass that springs up and then is destroyed. 1 Peter 1, 3 says that the word of God lives and abides forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Psalm 33, 6 By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9 of Psalm 33, For he spoke, and it came to be. And Psalm 33, 11, But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. That was Katie's initial journal entry from June of 2015. And 
typical for her. It's just a list, if you will, of the verses that she was meditating on as she started with Psalm 1, and then it led to a train of thought uh, into various other psalms and places in the New Testament. Let me go on to read to you from her Caringbridge post. And again, some of you who listen to this podcast may have read this when it was originally published uh, in early June of 2015. But for most, it would be a distant memory, even if you read it. This journal entry is called An Analogy Addict. I did not know until I began writing Caringbridge entries that I am an analogy addict. I think that it's because when you go through something terribly difficult, you're always looking for some concise way to sum up your rather long and difficult story and your rather complex and varied emotions. This past week, my family and I went intertubing down a river an hour from home. We proved that you can have an adventure in the terrifically flat farmland of central Illinois and... I discovered an analogy that I hope will be helpful. Since last September, we have been tubing down a raging river full of class four and five rapids, hanging on for dear life. Everything has been a turbulent blur, and there has been one goal, survive the ride. Now, as summer begins, we find ourselves in a relatively calm straightaway. We're still on the same river, in the same tube, heading in the same direction, but the raging current has subsided enough to enable us to catch our breath. Life feels a little bit stabilized, and we're grateful for the reprieve. I'm now attending to things that needed attending to back in December. What does a cancer straightaway look like? It looks like doctor visits and scans that show that the cancer is still there, but it hasn't moved much. There has been very little progression of disease since the treatments began in October, and in the case of my liver, the cancer is simply non-existent. An oncologist told me in October that the tumors in my liver were her biggest concern. They are gone without a trace. We're really happy, and the doctors have no explanation for what happened to them. I'm now taking a new chemo drug that I feel pretty good on. In my cancer world, I compare myself to other patients who are bedridden and receiving regular blood transfusions to stay functional. Compared to them, I'm doing amazingly well. I'm not bedridden, I get out and about frequently, and I can generally accomplish things that I want to get done. When I'm out and about, people even tell me that I look good. Very kind of you all. I am very, very far from the energy level, pace, and stamina of a normal woman in her mid-40s. I don't even think I remember what it feels like to be healthy and whole. But 15 times a day, I make the conscious choice to thank God for where I am and to focus on what I have, not what I have lost. Can I just pause there and say, that is the miracle that God brought about in Katie's life, and the same that he can bring about in our life. Let me just read what she said again. Fifteen times a day, I make the conscious choice to thank God for where I am and to focus on what I have, not what I have lost. Katie goes on to say, Miraculously, this new chemo drug I'm on 
doesn't deal out a boatload of side effects. That fact alone contributes to this relatively peaceful stretch I'm calling a cancer straightaway. Mainly, I suffer a lot from fatigue much of the time, fatigue that's probably tied to the other side effect I've experienced. After two weeks on this medication, my white blood cell counts plummet. So my doctor keeps ordering me off the drug until my counts go back up, and then he calls in a lower dose of the medicine, trying to find a dose that doesn't cause my blood counts to drop. If my counts cannot remain stable on this latest, lower dose, we will probably have to look at adding another medication that boosts white blood cells. Yesterday, Norman and I returned from several back-to-back doctor appointments in St. Louis. An MRI and a PET scan showed that my cancer appears to be in a holding pattern. It is spread a little in my bones, but not much. I have weekly blood work that monitors how I'm doing as well. The thing about cancer is it's just so unpredictable. It can sit and bide its time and then explode exponentially. So back to my analogy. We will enjoy the relative peace of the straightaway, not knowing what might be just around the bend. And at this point, my daughters would break out into a raucous rendition of the theme song from Disney's Pocahontas, Just Around the River Bend. They did this while tubing last week. Thankfully, there was no one else on the river. We don't know what's around the river bend, but this has been a wonderful time to hit a straightaway. Our oldest son, Tom, just graduated from high school. Both sets of grandparents got to be here for the graduation ceremony. It was a great time of celebration. Our daughter, Rachel, also graduated from 8th grade at her school and is now a high schooler. 8th grade promotion involves lots of festivities as well, so there was a lot that I wanted to feel good for. Throw in all of the other typical end-of-the-school-year stuff, and it was a lot. But... If you could have told me on September 18th that I would feel this good when June rolled in, I would have fallen on my knees to thank the Lord. So here's to a cancer straightaway with relatively calm waters and the chance to watch my children reach new milestones in their lives. I am so thankful to the Lord for all that He's given me. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of There Are Good Things Here. I hope that you are able this week to make the conscious choice, whether your waters are calm or whether they're tumultuous, to thank God for where you are and focus on what you have, not what you've lost. Mm